Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of You Tweeted, You Mean It Podcast. You tweeted, you mean it. You tweeted, you mean it. You tweeted, you mean it. So I'm trying to get out of it. You tweeted, you mean it. Welcome to you tweeted. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of You Tweeted, You Meaned It podcast. I am your host, Lord Byron, also known as Byron Broussard, a.k.a. Black Rocker on Twitter, Lord Black Rocker on Instagram. I'm not just me.com is the website. This is episode, episode, This is episode 110, 110, <laughs> this is episode 110 sin, <laughs> it rhymes, it's pretty cool, you tweeted, you mean that episode 110 sin, can't believe we're on episode 110, don't even know how to say it. Today we've got some tweets, we've got a guest lined up, it's going to come on a little bit later. We have a new desktop Twitter that I'm navigating currently, I started before I had everything ready. Also started with Poison the Well by Modest Mouse. The uh, latest song of theirs, Poison the Well. Pretty amazing. Um, scrolling through the tweets. Alright, we are set. The new Twitter looks very basic. It's like all white. I could probably change the color of my profile or something to make it look, look less boring. I'm not gonna do that right now. Um, what I will do is uh, say we've got tweets and we've got stand up. And also, I left the tarot deck in the car. So we have choices and options, options and choices, what to do right now. One of the options is we have the New Orleans Voodoo to Road deck on hand. The 
the other option is I go to the car, get the tote deck. Another option is I play something. ever record something? Here we go. We're going to change the speed. Give me more time. Thank you. 
perfect timing. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> now, uh, of course, we're out of breath and whatnot, but uh, now we are. Holy shit. at the recording to see if it's actually recording the audio. It is recording. It's, it seems very low. I mean, I guess the wavelengths and stuff will come in later. Or maybe I'll just have to edit this shit. Or maybe I could just turn the mic up. It's not even in the yellow. Yellow. Hello, yellow. <laughs> Whatever. I'll just edit this later. So now we have the new room. Not the New Orleans. The uh, Alastair Crowley Toth Deck. Alastair Crowley Toth Deck. How would you like to say hello? We flip success. The six of discs. Discs correspond to the earth, also the body. Number six of discs, success. It's actually a really cool picture. Whew. I just realized I have a show to go to that's call time at 6.30. It's currently 5.09. <laughs> We've got seven stand-up sets to get through and also quite a few tweets. But we flip success. We're on to something. We know what we're doing. Let's get the guest in. This is You Tweeted, You Mean Did, episode 110 sin. Send out a message. Uh, mostly because I, uh, you know, I recently made some cool little video thing that's got 57 views. Because I blasted it all over Facebook. Pretty great. Uh, what else is there? There's a bunch of cool shit.
I got a bit about that's going pretty darn well. That's what the commercial was that I shared the video on Facebook. Oh, here we go. Call from wireless caller. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Um, it's going really well. I actually just woke up. I had taken a nap. <laughs> and, and I'm just sitting here. Nice. Well, uh, welcome to the show, Michelle. How are you Thank doing? You. Other than napping and stuff. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, how are you doing other than napping and stuff? Oh, I'm doing really well. Just, you know, adulting. Hell yeah. <laughs> I've recently listened to, uh, like, maybe like four or five of your your episodes of podcasts. Uh-huh. Hell yeah. It's a, it's a really cool podcast with, um, like, pop culture and, like, music and television and stuff. That yeah, thank you. I am blanking on the name of. Can you remind me the name? Yeah, so it's called Bitch Listen. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bitch Listen. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, comma, listen. <laughs> yeah, so, like, it's really funny because the comma is just, we used to have it, like, the word spelled out, the word comma spelled out, but people kept calling it Bitch, comma, listen. Like, they would say comma. <laughs> so I was like, you know what, I should probably just take that out and just... <laughs> Bitch, listen. <laughs> oh yeah. I uh, not exactly sure what to talk about because I'm I'm a little bit flustered. I uh, started the podcast and then had to like run down to my car to get something and like. <laughs> it's okay. It happens. Hell yeah. Um, I listen. So, do you have two podcasts? I do. So I think I listened to the one that I have a bit about that. Nice. That one is that le- one a legitimate podcast. I uh, do that one live at Bar Redux in New Orleans and stuff. It's uh, it's pretty great. Yeah, it was funny. I was laughing. Thank you. <laughs> so how long have you had that one? It's been maybe like eight episodes so far. Okay, cool. It's been quite... Because this one you just read... Have you already read your tweets? No, I didn't read the tweets yet. Oh. I want to know the tweets. Okay, cool. Um, there's actually uh, quite a few tweets. I've been procrastinating on writing my book, which is like... It's a project that's taken me years so far. <laughs> I've taken like four months off. And finally, I think I figured out the ending. So that's what most of the tweets are about. Okay. Do you have a Twitter and uh, like Facebook handles and Instagrams and stuff? <laughs> yeah, so I have... Uh you want mine or like the ones for my podcast how about both give people okay, the so, options 
Um, if you want to follow me, my my like just my Instagram is putrid deity, which is P U T R I D D E I T Y. Um, and then for Bitch Listen, the Instagram is Bitch Listen Pod. Um, Twitter is Bitch Listen without the vowel, so it's B T C H L S T N. Nice. Um, and Facebook is Bitch Comma Listen. Cool. I want to see if I follow the Twitter. What's your Twitter, Byron? Mine is uh, Black Rocker, and I uh, recently made one for the uh, the other podcast, which is a bit about that. Uh, I can't click it without changing the page. <laughs> Twitter is so weird. I am now following. I actually, so my co-host does like all the tweets, so I actually never get on Twitter because I really don't like Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter is weird. What what's your your view on Twitter? I just think that it's like I feel like people use it a lot for the wrong reasons. Yeah. So it's not even sorry, I'm gonna keep yawning because I just woke up, but it's not even <laughs> so much the actual like app itself. It's a lot of the stuff I see on there that is not great yeah I've been using Twitter as like a a diary for for about as long as this podcast has been (laughs) like uh, it's uh, strange now we're in the age of like Trump presidency and stuff where the most famous person in America is just tweeting like it doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> like factor it's fiction. Really crazy. I heard someone the other day call him um, conspiracy theorist. Oh, fuck. I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Wait, okay. So the president is like chief something, chief of. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, the one I know is chief, chief of staff. Yeah, so they were like conspiracy theories, theorist in chief or something like that. I don't fucking know, but it was funny. Yeah, that's pretty much what we have these days, though. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do. I want to talk about procrastination. Hell yeah. In writing, because I've been working on this collection of essays forever, and it's taken me like two years. Because every time, do you find that, like, do you ever sit down to write and then you just end up, I, like, for me, I will just, like, go down a black hole of YouTube videos or start watching something on Netflix and then, like, an hour goes by, two hours go by, and I'm like, wait, I was supposed to be writing this whole time. Yeah, but uh, I actually use Twitter for that also, or used to, when I was writing more regularly. I'd come to Twitter and, like, type out my throwaway words, as I call them. Just be, like, random typing. And then finally, when I feel, like, concentrated enough, I'll actually start writing. 
I even started watching videos about procrastinating, <laughs> and it took me like a month to realize that that was a form of procrastination. <laughs> That's like procrastination inception right there. Yes, like... <laughs> Or the, uh, I don't the, know. I wonder what makes writers so susceptible to that, though. I don't know. For me, I know it was like not. I wanted to have like a scientific thing with my book, and I felt like if I just wrote through it without thinking through it, then it wouldn't be like uh, up to my own par or whatever. What's your uh, writings yeah. about? Um. Just my my adult life. Okay. Um, it's hard because without sounding like uh, avoidant, I, I'm trying to keep it kind of secretive until it happens. This is actually the first time I've spoken about it pub- like publicly. I, I don't okay. even talk about it on my podcast. But excuse me. This first one is just like 12 essays, um, just funny things that have happened to me. Um, you know, one about my work experience, one about um, starting a podcast, one about dating. Just it's like twelve facets of my life, but just funny stories about those things. Cool. I uh, I once read this this uh, cool like autobiography type memoir book that I mm-hmm. don't remember the name of. Oh, uh, it's like, damn it, I'm going to Google, but like, it was really cool, the, uh, the author is called like the bloggist on Twitter, and the book was hilarious, it was like, she, she grew up, okay, it's called Let's Pretend This Never Happened. Yeah. Like, she grew up in, like, Texas with the taxidermy family and, like, just a bunch of random shit. And, like, one of the, the key moments is an adult just being like, let's pretend this never happened. And, like, that's, that's the whole theme of it. And it was actually, like, a really good book. And, like, I don't know, I feel like there's a really good market for those those slice of life books because like in the age we're in where it's like everything's on Facebook and Instagram and it's it's like not as real on the the internets and social medias as it can be in a book like that's it's more of a like a document a documentation of actual life I like those things Do you think that social media has hindered that? Uh, to a point, but I feel like eventually people are gonna realize like the books are where to get <laughs> the the slice of life actual events and stuff. And social media is kind of like hazy, especially with, like like we were just talking about with the Trump thing, where it's like we don't know what's real or what's facts or like what's what's fiction or what's just PR like right. on social media 
There's definitely a value in those types of books. I definitely, that's actually most of the books I read. Um, so is yours, is, is it fiction or is it? Uh, it's fiction. Are you, are you working on more than one? Uh, I'm working on a series of fiction books set in like the astral realm, but it, mm-hmm. it's fiction in the way like science fiction, like they try to get like logic, right? It's not about like the actual events happening. It's more of the logic behind each event. And like, I don't want to jump to conclusions or anything. So I'm trying to like really scientifically spread out this, <laughs> this etherical story or whatever. <laughs> Um, we can get to the tweets or we could talk about like uh, like any new media and stuff like the, the Chance the Rapper thing just came out and like there's new shows out and stuff so I actually did Chance the Rapper is it a new album? yeah uh, once again I'd have to google to see the name of it but it, it is a new album I don't listen to him, so I wouldn't even know, like, where to start there. <laughs> it's called The Big Day. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, like, if you don't listen to Chance the Rapper, then I wouldn't, like, start with this one, honestly. <laughs> he is a thing where he went to, like, uh, his last album or mixtape or whatever he had like Jesus songs on there and I was like what why is a rapper yeah, doing I Jesus see, songs yeah I heard a lot about that I heard a lot of people saying I heard a lot of people saying that um, they, they weren't really they didn't know why they didn't understand why he did that yeah <laughs> yeah this one's less of Jesus songs but it's still like a little in that same vein. Chance the Rapper is very sincere, and I respect that about him. Hell yeah. Well, I, I guess I'm going to go to the tweets. They are going to be a little bit, uh, I guess, uh, esoteric or occulty. <laughs> talking about like different types of awareness and stuff but yeah so do you meditate i do i do meditate every day um it's kind of like a it's like a, a mode of uh awareness that i have a lot of the times i'll just be meditating when i'm not doing anything else or like if i'm on my phone it's like a type of meditation yeah. Do you meditate? I do. That was actually going to be a question that I had. Was like, well, or something that I was going to say was that once I started to get to a point where I did it every day and where I could, um, where I really could lock in and do it, as opposed to just making it a goal, I realized that I was doing forms of meditation without realizing it, yeah. without classifying it as that. 
Yeah, yeah that's the, uh, the awesome thing that I've learned with all of this knowledge and stuff is that most people do most things naturally. Like, they just yeah. don't have the names for it or the categories. But, like, does help to know, like, what shit's called and, like, like the different things that we're doing every day that is meditation. It helps when you classify it as meditation. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, starting on July 2nd, we have Check Out My Latest Podcast. It's episode 109. <laughs> then we have an Instagram picture called Pop Up, Instagram picture called Pitch. Instagram picture called Vision, Instagram picture called Scenery, picture called Conformity, picture called Dreaming, picture called Troubleshooting Accountability, picture called Floaters. Then July 26th, we have Text. <laughs> All right. Uh, figured it out just now. The missing ending to the story of Rick. Perspectives and their correspondence to mirrors and awareness. Like, seeing yourself in third person is looking through two mirrors. Second person is seeing yourself through one mirror. And first person, you are the mirror. As related to dreams or imagination, third person can affect your person. Second person, your emotions. First, your location. As related to the day Billy fell off the cliff, first is sensory deprivation. Second is a catalyst. And third is motion. So there should be a fourth of zero or balance or wholeness. So with that stuff, I was like, um, I'm now talking normally. This isn't the tweets anymore. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> I'm actually like following along on your Twitter right now. Oh, so. cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so those were like, uh, I had woken up from like a daydream and I was thinking about like how when I imagine myself doing things in my imagination, it's always from a third person view, like third person shooters and stuff, to where like there's a an avatar of myself in my imagination doing whatever I wanted to do. So I was like, that's kind of like looking at yourself through two mirrors, or th actually it'd be like three mirrors, but like. <laughs> Like the idea of looking at your face in one mirror and then you can see the back of you through the other mirror. Like to get to that angle in the dream, I'd have to be looking through two mirrors to see the back of me in the third person view. So I, I came up with the idea of third person and the mirrors and stuff, but I had to add the fourth because there would be a zero of when you realize that you are a mirror. <laughs> So after that, I go into, I realize zero is being the mirror. First is having a body. Damn, four choices of mirror tricks has complicated my simple three system. I'm going to have to rethink the, the logistics, sadly. Really just means third person is some extra shit, like the ability to create an avatar. Still holds up that it's holding two mirrors, but didn't count that the awareness is considered a mirror in itself either <laughs> so third person is a mirror looking at a mirror with a mirror angled in the back and now from there I go into the 
the logistics of how that works in the in the science fiction setting and like how each one interacts with the other so it's like a kind of like a a flow chart i guess but in written word <laughs> so third is by location but to get even more complicated from zero starting from the zero point all is all with complete freedom to go between numbers. I didn't add this one, but from like zero to zero would just be all is all. And then from zero to one is choice making, is choice making the I consciousness. I'm gonna have to add words into this. <laughs> the, uh, the tweets didn't have enough space to say exactly everything that I'm saying now, but it is written out kind of like in math terms. Yeah. So uh, from zero to one is choice, making VI consciousness. Going from zero to two puts awareness in one, making the U consciousness and the I consciousness simultaneously. Going from zero to three puts awareness in two, making the me consciousness. And uh, that that's kind of like third person, second person, first person stuff also with like first person is usually I and then like second person is usually you and third person. I don't know how third person would be me, but third person is the me consciousness of looking at something and saying that's me instead of looking at your body and saying I. Yep, and then uh, from one, uh, so now the flow chart starting from the eye, as related to motion between mirrors in the imagination and astral realm. To go from first person to the zero creates a we consciousness. So if you're in a body and you're like, oh shit, this is all me, this is we. <laughs> to go from first person to first person just changes your location putting your awareness in a different body. A lot of people experience that in dreams and they're like, oh shit, I'm in a different place. <laughs> Going from one first person to second person is dividing your awareness into you and I, which is uh, pretty simple if you, you're just dreaming and then another person appears. That's going from one into two. Going from one into three is dividing awareness into me and I. So if you have awareness that you are the body and then you have an avatar also, that's me and I. And then from second person, to go from second person into zero would create the us consciousness, uh, confusing one with three or all that, or an all that is not confused. So that one needs a little bit of explanation to go from the person in your dream telling you that everything is everything might create an us consciousness instead of a we. It's like all us instead of, you know, it's all me. And uh, going from two to one, which is like the <laughs> a person in your dream telling you that. <laughs> that you are them is usurping awareness from you into I, possibly creating a me or an all, depending on how extreme it is. 
going from the second person into more second persons is dividing awareness, creating more yous. Going from second person to third person is usurping you into me without changing location. So it's like uh, pretty much in your dream, if you see a person and you're like, that person's me. Instead of changing the location, it just creates an avatar of you. And now from third person, to go from third person view into the zero is from a me into I'm a mirror. Um, which is, I don't know how that one would be explained. If having an avatar and then just being like, I am everything, I guess. <laughs> Going from third person into first is me to I, simply time manipulation. Also, that kind of is like the changing location type of thing. Or if you have an avatar, you could think like, oh, it's me in a different time than the awareness that's looking at it, which would be like a step back in time or whatever. From third person into second person is from me to you, either loss of recognition or giving awareness to the you consciousness, which would be like if you have an avatar and you're like, that's not me, <laughs> which would be a loss of recognition. Uh, going from third person to third person is usurping surroundings, possibly leading to zero or quantum consciousness. Uh, I love the quantum consciousness. It's so cool. It's pretty much like having a shitload of other people in your dreams, except it's a shitload of views. <laughs> it's like the fucking multiverse theory and shit. Weirdly, since there's a four-party system, I'm seeing the correspondence to be exits exist in the zero and the three, or out the outsides. One and two are deep dives into astral and surroundings and location and time. Zero has solved the paradox while three breaks it. That's a pretty cool thing where, like, if you're in the the zero point then it's pretty much like if you're awake and daydreaming that all of your projections are just projections but if you're in the three then it's like you're using your projections <laughs> so it's like eventually you'll realize that you're just using it um, and relating it back to the book I'm writing in the story of Rick we have made second person first and made Rick more of Billy what am I talking about making more than just me miss intuition into a third person consciousness of me we have made second person first and made Rick more okay yeah so in the story of the day Billy fell off the cliff Billy is the first person Rick is a person in that world so he's second person but in the story of Rick, which is in the story of the day Billy fell off the cliff, Rick gets into the first person view, which would actually make him into part of Billy, which is third person. So me is me consciousness. Now Rick, Jessica, and Lisa, and me are all me to Billy. They're all third person, which had crashed the program. He's <laughs> having too many yous or too many me's that I don't can 
really consider me. In crashing the program, Billy doesn't want to leave the you consciousness, flies back into the program affected by emotion, releasing the floodgate, loss of self, aka I consciousness, into different location, aka adult wonderland, book written, hashtag the day Billy fell off the cliff, hashtag behind the scenes, book on a book. Now, that's like a very condensed, like, telling of the whole story. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, if he realizes that all of the worlds that he's seeing is just a part of him, then he feels like he'll lose everything that he's gone through with these different characters. So he crashes the program and then tries to go save them, but he's being controlled by his emotions, which is the second person. He's trying to save the second person, people, <laughs> controlling his emotions and shit. Releasing the floodgate, water also relates to emotions and he'll lose the eye consciousness uh, because just literally he doesn't understand where he fits into all of this shit because it's all paradoxes. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then uh, second book is going to be Adult Wonderland. That's the, uh, the area it'll take place in, which is just the dream world. And the next tweets... I think I can live with that ending. The system crashing is a very real and honest to the system crashing is very real and honest to the live it before you write it motif. I want to relate the holding of the mirrors to this thing I heard about working out in the dream. That's third person action. There's manipulating the mind with positive affirmations. That's second person emotions. There's dreaming, which affects your awareness's location. That's first person location. And then the zero is just all itself. <laughs> Working out in your dream, correction, not dream, but daydream or imagination. Also leading me back into conversations of third person view. I'm going to find some type of YouTube thing about how you can imagine yourself running and it actually works your muscles. Then quantum consciousness. YouTube failed me on the visualizations affecting muscles bit, but I'll have to Google. And then I found this article that I retweeted, which is, Can your brain make you buff? Imaginary workouts can build strength and fuel weight loss. It's from jonathanfields.com. Uh, let's see what the title Brain Buff Research Thoughts on Strength, Fitness, Weight Loss. That's a little article where it's, it's pretty much just saying that if you imagine yourself working out or if you imagine yourself losing weight, then it actually helps with the process because, like, <laughs> I don't know, we're all electromagnetic. I agree with that, though. It sounds crazy, but I agree. I feel like you can apply that to a lot of stuff. Hell yeah. That's, like, the coolest, the coolest shit I've ever heard. Maybe, like, two years ago, and I've been doing, like, mental exercises since <laughs> like it's pretty much the the same thing with like positive affirmations and shit yeah he, shit's powerful so uh, I read the whole thing 
Short answer, I'm right on the money. So this is third person or three mirrors interacting. Uh, if you go from three to three, you get more me consciousness, which is what Billy is inadvertently doing to himself through the story of Rick. All the me consciousnesses lead him to affect his actual body. Quantum consciousness is a multiverse of me, and me affects the body. I like to visualize in quantum me swimming against current, running, climbing stairs, and digging through the ground. It's always fun to juggle and toggle what's going on at the same time. Um, Seven Bomar is already really in depth, broken down the layers of consciousness and how deep one has to go to work in secret above influence. And that's like a a really cool conversation. I don't know if you've heard of Seven Bomar before. I haven't. He's like one of the the smartest people I've ever encountered, I guess, on YouTube. And like uh -huh. he he's mapped down the layers of consciousness and stuff because he's <laughs> he's taken DMT and like uh, you know mushrooms and like all these drugs, and like with uh -huh. those drugs, it's whatever you think has like a representation in either visual or emotional form. So like taking DMT, you can try to not think about things and then see like what's still in your vision and be like, okay, that's a deeper layer of my consciousness. Uh -huh. And like he's mapped out the different layers on like what can be influenced and what is just like uniquely you know the person themselves and stuff like that and I think what he said during that video was like if you go like four layers deep then you're like you or whatever and like I like to think of that as like sometimes I'll be driving and then singing and then also thinking so it's like three different layers already, driving, singing, thinking. And then I'll be commentating on myself driving, thinking, and singing. And that's the fourth layer. <laughs> like, and like that's like where it's like actually the person themselves and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so back to the, the tweets is uh, three of me is fun, five is intense and a short affair. Any more than five, and I'm trading confidence for the type of trust that only lasts awareness. Uh, if you're following along, I named four activities and said I like to visualize five. The fifth one is flying, but also it's still hard. It's still as hard to picture six of me running as it is to picture six of me doing all different activities in separate spaces of awareness. Six is just a lot. <laughs> And uh, we got a retweet from Bit About That. Uh, check us out. We got a bunch of clips together for an advertisement. The last few seconds of video from each recorded episode so far came together to make this masterpiece. <laughs> and that has been the tweets. I'm going to flip a card. Uh, I have, have the... Uh, the Toth deck with me. Have you ever messed with tarot cards before? 
Um, I haven't, but I'm the only person in my friend group who hasn't. <laughs> like, I've never used them myself, but I've had readings. Okay, cool, cool. I, uh, oh, can you give me a reading, like, over this? <laughs> I could, but I suck at readings, because I don't know any of the, the, like, the standard card structures, you know, like, people's like flip like four cards or whatever and then relate them to different things like what mm-hmm. I do is is mostly like a, a in the moment like I'm about to flip a card about the tweets so like I just ask a, a basic question here's the example Alistair Crowley Toth deck what do you think about the tweets and I'm shuffling and I flip failure number seven of discs <laughs> <laughs> that's great <laughs> I like when they they get like snippy with me like that it's pretty fun mm-hmm. uh, so the seven of discs is failure which is discs relate to like the uh, the earth or the body so it's like a physical failure <laughs> so like that's the type of readings that I do where it's just like a short question and then like I flip but like, if you have a question, you can ask, and then I'll flip and interpret. Okay. Um, my question is, oh Lord, let me think. Let me think. Will I be done? Will Byron or I be done with our books by January of twenty twenty? That's a good question. Will we be done with the books? by January 2020 or what did you say? Yeah, 2020. Okay, 2020. And we flip the tower which is number 16. The tower is a trump card that usually represents the definitely the coming of a new age. So I don't I don't know what that answer is. I'm not sure how to interpret that, but it sounds positive. Definitely uh, new. It's it's usually considered a bad card, but like there are no honestly bad cards. It's like good interpretations and bad interpretations, but that does like definitely it's a uh, the change change card. So being done with a book, I guess that would be cool. Like that would be like a new chapter. Once you finish your book, you're on to something different. It's definitely right. a good interpretation. Hear ye. Do you have another question for the deck? Um, I'm going to think. Oh, I'll ask once again about if I should go into the depth on the the tweets and stuff on like how how that's gonna help me with the books and stuff clarification on the tweets Alistair Crowley Toast deck what you think flipping inward the fool is being real snippy with me (laughs) the fool is number zero it's another trump card uh, usually represents intuition and like being 
blissfully ignorant and stuff. <laughs> so my intuition is saying to move on to the next portion of the show, which would be stand-up comedy sets. And or would you like to mention anything and or ask any questions? How long have you been doing stand-up? I've been doing stand-up for about like five years now. I say five, but it's like five and a half. Who are some of your favorite um, stand-up comedians? My favorites are from podcasts and not from their actual work. So like... uh, Do you like Joe Rogan? I, I mean... I enjoy some of his podcasts. I haven't like, I'm not like a fan of his, but I'm also, I don't like down talk him or anything. Have you listened to I'm his? I'm like, I can't tell if I like him or not. <laughs> I definitely like that he explores stuff, but I don't know uh-huh. how much he, he like, like, I don't know. I, I feel like there's way too much content for me to, to try to get into analyzing Joe Rogan. Like, There's like, there's things that I respect about him, but I don't know. Sometimes he can be a little douchey. Yeah. yeah this, he's like into like the MMA and stuff and like uh-huh. working out and stuff like that's that's all stuff that I I can like leave behind or whatever. So like some of the podcasts are, are just they're just not for me. But like other podcasts where he's talking about spiritual shit and like <laughs> that's kinda cool. Like hey yeah, yeah. I agree. Like my favorites are Jimmy Pardo and Maria Bamford. I love Maria Bamford. She has such a great voice. Yes, she's awesome. Do you have like... I had another question, but I can't remember. Okay. Oh, it wasn't a question. It was like, um, just, you said mention. I just want to mention that for people listening that Byron and I grew up together. We were like the only, well, like we were like two of maybe like seven or eight like black kids at our school. (laughs) <laughs> I always remember you being like really cool on like the cutting edge of cool. <laughs> always doing what? I remember you being on like the cutting edge of cool. Oh my god, thank you so much. <laughs> That's like the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> Hell yeah. It was awesome. The growing up in the the New Orleans area and shit. Remember, uh, we used to have conversations about like Franz Ferdinand and shit. <laughs> yeah, it's just mom and dad, like all that stuff. It's crazy. It seems like so long ago. I mean, it was a long time ago, but it just seems like very long ago. Hell yeah. Yep, yeah, and I usually don't remember childhood and shit. Although I kind of remember school a little bit more than like childhood in general. <laughs> Uh-huh. School is legit. Hanging out and uh, shit. Oh, I forgot. Now, now all the questions are like coming to me. When I was trying to think of questions earlier, I couldn't think of anything, but now it's like. So, 
Do you think that you think hallucinogens is necessary to like awaken things within yourself, or do you think there's a way to do it without doing that? Yeah, there's definitely a way to do it without the uh, the drugs and stuff. Um, I recently was following a teacher called Montak Chia, and he's with uh, Tai Chi or Qi Gong or whatever, which is like the body's natural energies and stuff. And he does a retreat where you can be in a dark room, which is actually like a whole hotel that they blacked out. So they put people in this dark hotel for like either a week or three weeks and it'll actually start mimicking the effects of DMT where you can see lights and you can see what you're thinking because you've been in darkness for like a long period of time. Uh-huh. So it's like these these things can be reached naturally also just like meditation and imagining and stuff can also get you to these same spaces. It's definitely not all about drugs. Would you say that the drugs make it easier? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely easier to smoke something than it is to spend like two weeks in the dark. pretty wild like there's another guy on YouTube he's talking about taking like 30 grams of shrooms at a time which is like yeah it seems like it probably takes him at least 30 minutes to eat all of it (laughs) he talks about like tripping out and going to different worlds and shit like I see it's like I know I sound like such a is really about the amount and the intentions and stuff because like doing it for the first and like second time is kind of like it's more of like a a, like to to account it to kinetic and uh, passive potential it's more potential if you don't know what's going what you're about to get into so like the potential is higher for crazy shit to happen, but if if you've taken it a lot and you're doing low doses or whatever, then like the potential kind of like goes down unless it's your intent to like go wild with it. It's, it gets more like controllable with your intent, but like if you're new to it, then the potential is definitely <laughs> like fear comes into play and then that like starts to fuel it to do other shit and like (laughs) it can be a wild ride do you have any other questions um what have you been up to art wise other than the uh, the podcast and the book have you been doing any type of artistry 
Well, I, so I've been trying, I've always wanted to be good at like visual arts and I've been trying to teach myself to draw, but it's something that I pick up for a couple months and then put back down and pick up and put back down. I'm trying to finally like get really, really good at sewing. Cool. Um, so it's just, it's a lot of, it's a lot of that, but like getting older, it's all about finding the time. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you struggle with this, but like finding the time to like balance everything. Definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to like uh, lift drive and then do the podcast and then also like do comedy and shit. And it's, I end up just like hanging out at home for hours and then just doing comedy. It's like doing the thing that takes the least amount of effort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm really considering getting like a day planner. Just like writing everything down and shit. Trying to stick to it. I am a person who compulsively writes things down. But also with that, I have a very short attention span. So like, for example, today, like I woke up with like a list of things I had to do. As I started doing everything, I would think of like four other things that 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 task reminded me of. So I end up with like sixteen new things by the time I get to the bottom of my list. <laughs> so everything always takes forever with me. <laughs> no, that's cool. I mean, like, what I like about being a writer or whatever is like writers give give each other like this this benefit of the doubt, where they're like all the downtime is also a part of writing. So like all the procrastination and stuff, it all accumulates into our craft. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's so true. Yeah. So I want to hear your set because I'm eager to know your stand-up style. Okay, cool, cool. Um, this past week I was doing uh, somewhat of a improvish type sets where I'm just like stream of consciousness talking and stuff. Uh-huh. All right, let's play the first one. I'm also going to be playing keyboard.
so privileged. I got this black privilege and shit. You guys remember black privilege? It's fucking amazing. I was so privileged. I was able to learn so much information in the perfect order. You guys ever learn some shit in the perfect order? You know? When you guys ever learn truth is irrelevant and then learn that you can do magic afterwards, that's the perfect order. Like, holy shit, truth is irrelevant and you can do magic. But if you just do magic first, then it's like, what's truth? You know, like, it's backwards and shit. I learned shit so well and in the perfect order that I feel bad disclosing information to you guys. You know, that's how privileged I am. I can't even connect anymore. I feel like if I tell you guys some shit, you're gonna be like all fucked up afterwards. You know? Like, oh shit, I, I learned, I learned that I am the universe. Well, well, what about politics? You know? You guys ever think about politics? You guys worry about politics, don't you? You guys still believe in reality and shit? I've graduated into actuality. It's a little above reality, you know? Uh, for example, um, you guys know about voodoo. Voodoo is big in New Orleans, but there's also protection against voodoo. Uh, the protection against voodoo is usually, if you don't believe in it, then it can't hurt you. Right? You guys have heard that, right? That's your reality, right? If you don't believe in it, it can't hurt you. Actuality says, if you think that, then you believe in voodoo. <laughs> Actuality is voodoo works. The only thing that stops it is you. You're more powerful than voodoo. Give it up for yourselves, guys. the first set at a 12 mile limit in New Orleans one of those three minute sets and oh funny cool cool thank you can I ask the uh, Toth deck what it thinks about the set ask the crow Toth deck what do you think about that set you flip an outward hanged man that's another slight the tarot deck is not on my side today. <laughs> <laughs> the hanged man, which is like, uh, it's, that's the card right before the tower usually, where it's like you, you understand the folly or whatever. It's like accountability pretty much, the hanged man. Uh, what I'm doing is deleting the set. This is the only time I listen to my recordings. So I just like go through them, delete them on this podcast and shit. The second one is eight minutes long. Sounds like it's at Bar Um, 
Sometimes I do, yeah. Especially if I've been like doing a joke over and over again. I'm like, ah, I don't okay. want to do that joke. And then I'll like try to avoid it in the moment. <laughs> Usually leads to rambles. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. 
also during that set there was a train passing in the background just a lot of the background noise <laughs> some of my favorite comedians are ramblers <laughs> cool <laughs> as the Crowley Toast deck what'd you think about that set we're flipping outward ace of cups this is the number one of cups uh, cups are water also emotions um, I am running out of time. I actually have like a call time to be at a comedy show for 6.30. But I'm still going to go through the rest of these comedy sets. Okay. Uh, you are welcome to stay on board till the end of the show if you'd like. We got three five-minute sets coming up, and then one three-minute set, and then one six minutes. Um, I'm going to sign off here. All right. And it it has... was awesome talking to you. Yes. I would love to come back. I would love to have you on Bitch Listen. Oh, that would be awesome. Um, if I could just plug it one more time. Yes. Um, it's Instagram, Bitch Listen Pod. And um, Twitter is B-T-C-H-L-S-T-N. And Facebook is bitch, comma, listen, the word comma spelled out. Cool. It has been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much, Myron. Thank you. Have a good day and or not. Thank you. Break a leg tonight. Thank you. See you later. Bye. Bye. That has been our guest, Michelle, from the Bitch Listen Podcast. Can't find it. SoundCloud, find it on podcasts and networks. We've got to get through these stand-up sets.
Crowley told thing, what'd you think about that set? With the princess of cups, cups are the water emotions. That set was poop, was not great.
delete that one and we're actually gonna pause this because I am missing call time I said I was going to pause it, and then I just paused being a person. All right. Um, I will pick this back up. This is unprecedented. Um, maybe I should record my set tonight in penance for pausing this. BRB. Oh, the keyboard's not connected. BRB. Uh, this is You Tweeted You Mean Did, episode 110. Sin, you can't in like that. Zero new sets 
but I still have three to go. And I don't have the deck with me again. I'm not going to get it this time. This time we're going over to the New Orleans Voodoo Tarot. Also, I feel like I forgot to put the card for the last set I recorded before leaving. The one I played in like fast motion towards the end. Sped up this tempo. So we asked the New Orleans Voodoo Tarot deck, what did you think about that previous set? We flip. Oh, the cards are upside down. We flip Yagul, a Santeria card. Uh, Yagul is uh, a black lady with a, a bow and arrow and then also a staff. The staff has like a bird's nest with a bird on top. And she's got like a jack-o'-lantern under her. And she's like standing in a doorway. Santeria is the earth realm, uh, corresponding to the body. So in that one, it looks like, it looks like she's ready for anything that's gonna come through that door. You know what I'm saying? That's what that card looks like. There you go. Hope it's gone back. If that's the case, I'm definitely gonna follow. I think it's the majority. We're following each other now. <laughs> Thank you. 
said about robots on Twitter. This is you tweeted you mean did episode one ten sin and that was an uh, a set about robots on Twitter and you tweeted it you mean did it the New Orleans Voodoo to Road Deck I'm checking to make sure most of the cards are right side up. This is a deck that has one direction, unlike the Alistair Crowley Toth deck, which I have flipped in two directions to tell me internal versus external. This one is just itself. And just itself, what do you think about that last set the New Orleans Voodoo wrote? We flip. The same card, Yoga, Yaguil, Yaguil, Santeria, it's the same lady with the staff and the bow and arrow next to the door, 
and the pumpkin. It is the exact same card I flipped. This tarot deck is actually bigger than the other tarot deck, so flipping the same card twice is quite a feat. I was shuffling as I am shuffling now. Although these cards are harder to slide into each other. My shuffling is mostly cutting the deck. I try to show. Santeria corresponds to the earth, the body, my uh, shoulder itches. We're going to just leave that thing. Audio quality was bad on that one. Yeah. 
alternate reality. This alternate reality where I get on stage and do jokes about body wash. Uh, <laughs> how do I stop? You know, I feel like my penance is like eight more jokes about body wash and then I'll finally be clean. <laughs> Thank you guys for everything. <laughs> Definitely 12 mile. We're gonna ask the New Orleans Beauty Tarot deck to not give me the same card as last time. And then we're gonna ask, oop, I dropped a card. If it's face down, I won't look at it. It's face down, so I won't look at it. deck what did you think about that set we got a different one we got Azaka Lafuembo that's number 10 the Petro the Petro is the flame the creative force the energy the motion Azaka Lafuembo number 10 fire It's a dude smoking a pipe. I'm gonna go with that was like like motion but relaxing motion. We've only got one more set left. I've never seen this infomercial again. It was a one-time experience. 
was the last comedy set we had to get through. Hmm. So right now what I'm doing is I'm going to Twitter, checking back to see if there's new tweets to cover, which there are. We got one Instagram picture. Maybe two. Twitter is loading slowly, and so are you. Boop, boop, doo, boop, boop, doo, doo, coo, coo, choo. There we go. I mentioned the number of followers I had on one of those sets. I'm now at 899 followers. But the last time I was at 900, I only followed 760 people. Now I'm literally following 801 people. That means like the middle somehow got squeezed. They got squeezed out. I'm now following more people. And I have the same amount of followers. It's so stupid. Here we go. Instagram picture utility, Instagram picture subatomic. You can find me. Hold on, I'm retweeting. I guess since I retweeted it, it's now a tweet. A retweet of Aiden Ring. I had a hard time pronouncing Aiden. It's spelled A-E-D-A-N. Oh, that's at Aiden Rain, I think. Yep. Uh, retweet is good moaning lovelies. I'm looking for a talented video editor with a portfolio of their work to show me before hiring. 
I'd love recommendations. Comment, DM, or contact me at AidensWallet at gmail.com. Please retweet for visibility. Thank you. That was the last tweet. I'm not going to do spiritual warfare this game, this episode. I'd like to, once again, even though this is two days later, thank the guest, Michelle, for being here. Uh, Michelle is on Bitch Listen, uh, which is an amazing podcast of pop culture and uh, just slice of life. I think they're out in Georgia, possibly. Um, Check out Bitch Listen on SoundCloud and iTunes and wherever you find your podcasts. Also, check out I Got a Bit About That. If you're in New Orleans, I Got a Bit About That is Wednesdays. It's live to record. That's right. We do it at Bar Redux at 7 o'clock. I'm your host. Byron, also known as Lord Byron, a.k.a. Byron Broussard, Black Rocker on Twitter, Lord Black Rocker on Instagram. I'm not just me.com is the website where you can find most of all of this. Also, I'll be at MRB on August 6th, maybe. MRB is, if you're in New Orleans, you'll find it. MRB, it's a Tuesday, next Tuesday, probably. Whatever. Dates. I don't really have dates. I just have shows there, dude. Um, yeah, that's been the Tweeted You Mean Did, episode 110 Sin. Uh, you can't end like that. The keyboard was not connected. So now you can't end like that.